Welcome to Linda's Corner. My name is Linda Bjork, and today we're going to be talking about fitness, health, and wellness. I'm delighted to welcome special guest, Hami Mahani. Hami is the founder and CEO of 6AM Run. You can reach Hami and learn more about the products he offers at his website, 6amrun.com, and I'll include a link in the description. Welcome, Hami. I'm so glad that you could join with me today. Great. How are you doing, Linda? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. So did you go on a run at 6 a.m. this morning? I'm not going to lie. No, so it, I did not today. I cannot. I don't. <laughs> I try. I, 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 I have to be honest. I'm, I'm up every day, five in the morning. Um, sometimes as I get busier and, you know, running 6 a.m. run a little bit, it, we are growing. Knock on wood. Thank you. Um, to everyone that, that has helped, um, supported us. I don't want to make this podcast about that company, but as that does grow and that gets busier, um, you know, sometimes 5 a.m. is answering like 50 emails, you know, and, and, um, and, and putting out 50 fires. And sometimes you, you don't, and then you got to get the kids ready. Sometimes the run might not happen till seven, you know, but I will say <laughs> I am part of our mantra and we'll discuss this in this episode. Um, for sure, it's getting up early. Um, that part of it, it without a shadow of a doubt happens. Yes. Definitely. And that's, I thought it was really cute in your bio when you talked about how the name of 6am run came from your family telling you, uh, 6pm is family dinner time, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, that is, uh, you know, I, I, I love my family more than anything. Um, uh, of course, like anything else, you sometimes need to get away from them. Uh, I think every one of us, um, I'm an only child, so maybe me more than some others. We, uh, I, I'm, I'm accustomed sometimes to being by myself, being alone a little bit. I, I, that's what I've been used to growing up. Um, but, you know, yeah, so I wanted that kind of like, and I can get a little deeper into this. So I don't, I don't meditate. I don't know what it is about meditation. I agree that you need to kind of center yourself every day. I do believe in that. And I, uh, anyone that meditates, I'm jealous of you. Um, for myself, that's what running does. It takes me in this kind of euphoric kind of state where I can center myself. I can, you know, let out aggression on maybe a, a bad day the day before. And I can, you know, I can also focus on what I need to improve on the, the, the day ahead of me. So yes, so getting up six in the morning or getting up and getting out of getting that run out of the way early in the morning, while it was my wife's idea at first, what's the craziest thing is it ended up being the best some of the and she might not know this yet still, but it was probably the best rule she put in the household for me. That's fantastic. And I love that you brought up a couple different things that one, um, there's more than one right way to do things. You mentioned Uh meditation versus running. And the research totally agrees with you in that if you do a physical exercise that has repetitive use of the large muscle groups, like walking, running, that sort of thing, cycling even, it has many of the same benefits as meditation, which is helpful for people who don't want to hold still and meditate. It gives you that chance to move. So isn't that wonderful? Well, I would love to hear your story and how this became, how this became your passion. So you, you know, it's crazy, right? I think, um, there's a, there's probably, and I don't want to bore too many people or get too into it, but I think too, you, you get, you live a lot of your life when you're younger, trying to make a lot of people happy as you should, you know, you have coaches, parents, I've always done sports. Um, I really kind of did what I was told to do. I was told I had to go to college. I was told, you know, right out of school, I had to get 
you know, a corporate job and work for, you know, a, a big company. Um, and I did that. And I, I, I don't want to say I was unhappy. That would be because I, I know there's a lot of people out there that, that go through a lot and are truly, you know, maybe they, they battle bigger things than I was. But I will say this. I, I just every day would, would go through every day not feeling fulfilled. My fulfillment, though, I will say, was coming from my family, at least. I have a beautiful wife, beautiful two kids, knock on wood, healthy. Um, so I was getting fulfillment there. And then other fulfillment I would get would be from playing even pickup basketball or doing pickup sports. But work-wise, I was never fulfilled. And then again, fast forward to the running, at least. What I did find out was when I started running, so at about 35, I realized like, okay, look, I can't do pickup basketball. I'm not the athlete I once was. So I started running. Now what it is, and, and, and I hope I'm getting to the story the right way. What I found out doing running was, and especially when my wife put in that 6 a.m. in the morning rule. So I'm getting up at 530. I'm out the door to go run by six in the morning. I had to drive to my corporate job in Philly by about 730 and get there. But I was going into work also noticing people are just rolling out of bed, coming in with their coffee, very groggy. And I'm like, wait a minute, I've been up for two hours. I've ran six miles and not, I don't want to say this in a cocky way, but I was sitting there kind of being like, man, I've done so much more than my counterparts today already. And what I found was once I really focused on my physical health, everything was at least getting better. Now, yes, the job still wasn't as fulfilling as it should have been. But what I found is that physical fitness and physical health um, was the core of happiness in every other, um, every other aspect of life. You know, work, I was getting the bigger projects, getting promotions, family, I was happier with my family, because again, I was getting that aggression and any kind of things that were chewing at me or eating at me, I was getting them out on my run. Um, relationships. You know, I was, I was, I think I, I, I hope my wife will agree with this. I think I was a better husband. So it just, that's why 6am run while yes, we're a company and we're a nutritional company. Um, anyone that talks to me or anyone that follows us very closely will tell you it's, it's such a way of life and, a, and there's so many hidden core values in that. I love that. And I think it matters that our physical health, I've heard it said that if you add mm -hmm. all the possible wonderful things you could have in your life, like money and relationships, and we represented those as zeros, health gets represented as a one. So yeah. you can add, if you have a one and a bunch of zeros, that's a big number. If you just have a bunch of zeros, it's not a big number. So right. how we feel physically makes, influences everything else that we do. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and again, and that's, and, and that's even during COVID, right? Like I don't, I, what I will say, we, we also too, there's, we like to be, especially our community, Alinda, you know, I have a, I have a podcast as well. We like to be an escape for people. There's so much going on in the world between politics, obviously the pandemic. We never, we don't want people to come to us and, and have to also deal with that when they're in our community. We want to be an escape for all of that. But I will say this. The one thing I will say we, we told everyone during the pandemic was, look, regardless what side of the fence you fall on, the one thing you have control over is your diet, your nutrition, and your physical fitness. And what the studies do show is those who at least were as fit as possible, they had better chances of fighting. You know, we, we do know this was a real thing, right? So, but it, the, those who were physically fit, 
less underlying conditions, those were the people that have been able to bounce back from this. And that's the only thing, even during the pandemic, that we really tried in terms of messaging to get out there to people. I like that. It, you mentioned a couple things. One is this is something we have control over. And that is very empowering that we can do something about it. And that yeah. makes a big difference. And another thing I love that you brought up, one of the uh, elements of your 6am run is community. And you've created a Facebook page to help support people as they are, are working on their goals on their whatever. So do you want to explain how community helps us to be able to reach our, our physical fitness goals? Yeah, community is so important. And actually, I, I saw that. I'll, I'll tell you two stories. I'll tell you why I feel community is important. And I'll tell you how I personally, um, our, our audience, our community, even even really wowed me personally. I'll, I'll tell you that in a second. But just every community, it, it really takes a village. And you you need to be motivated by people. And one thing I, I hate, I might get in trouble for saying this. I don't like the social media influencers who just get on social media and say, work hard, do this, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and give kind of those cheerleader, you know, the, just those cliche, yeah, daily affirmations. I get all that. I, I think what you need is a village of people who can show you how to do it, right? Like 6 a.m. run. When I go and I tell someone, try a 6 a.m. run, I'm giving them a tangible, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm giving them like a tangible task, right? Get up at, you even said it, walk. You don't have to run. Get up at 5.30, knock out a few things, get a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, go walk. I think what people don't do on social media, they, they say a bunch of cliche statements that sound good, but what we wanted to do with 6 a.m. run and with our community and they do in return, it's, we always give people advice. And then a second thing, not just advice on life, you know, I love that our community talks about running shoes, running gear. Our Facebook group is a testament to this. 20,000 people are on our Facebook group and they're just advising each other on as soon as somebody finds something that works for them, boom, I'm quick to tell people, you know, and then fast forward myself. I was running the New York City Marathon. It was my first marathon this past year in 2022, uh, 2021 in November. And I love technology. We all have these smartwatches nowadays. So to run and see the comments coming in and people tracking my bib number you know, New York does a great job. And a lot of these uh, races now they have like live tracking because you have chips in like your bibs and stuff. And to see comments coming along like, hey, Hami, just saw that you finished, you know, mile 10 and keep going. There were so many of them. I was just, you know, it made me not want to stop. And, and I'll say this, you know, you asked one of your first questions today was, did you run at 6 a.m.? One of the things I, I love because of my community, and this isn't in a forceful way, I have to run every day because I wake up in the morning. First thing I check is the Facebook group and we moderate it and stuff like that. And when I see all these people who ran at four in the morning, three in the morning, some of these people, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm not, I can't skip today. And these people motivate me. So that's, and I hope that they know. And if, if any of our audience is listening to this and, and, and we'll share this too, Linda, when it's published, I hope our audience knows they motivate the heck out of me. Absolutely. And isn't that helpful? How beautiful that you had this whole, whole team of supporters for you as you were working yeah. on this marathon. It's like, oh, you can do this. You're doing great things. I'm so proud of you. And I love that you mentioned uh, when we talk about influencers 
And sometimes we get caught in the just the thinking. And I believe that change comes from learning and doing. It requires some action. And if we're not including some action, then we're probably not actually changing in any way. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, that's, that's, and that's part of, there's a few things we've got going on. It's, it's motion, right? So you talk about action, action, motion, movement. Um, you know, if you, one of the things that, that I say is it's getting up and getting at it, right? If you kind of stay in bed and you continuously hit the snooze button, you know, it's kind of getting out of bed. First thing that you can is, is very much like a cold awakening shower. Literally what you got to do, it's so easy for all of us. I'm victim of this. This morning, it's cold and rainy here in Delaware, where I'm at. I'm in Wilmington, Delaware. You know, it's, it, it, you listen, you want to stay in bed. You want to, you want to hit snooze and pull the sheets over your, your face for like another five or 10 minutes, right? But you, you really got to get up and put those feet on the ground. And that's the first movement and movement. Um, you know, Newton's law, a body or, or something in motion stays in motion. Um, you know, Sundays, you can easily get up and just veg out and watch football. But if you get up on a Sunday and go run, then maybe you're going to come back home, vacuum your house, go grocery shopping, get some chores done that you maybe don't have time to do during the week. Motion, you called it action, activity. I don't think people understand how important staying in motion physically is. And that makes such a difference. A lot of people think that energy is something that we have to conserve. Like, oh, if I run or if I do some kind of exercise, that's going to take all my energy. And then I won't have energy left to get all of my work done and to get things done. And the research shows that it's quite the opposite, that it is this energy in motion tends to stay in motion. That if we want to have energy, then we need to move more. Absolutely. That totally. And you know that from your experience and for living it. Now, do you want to tell us a little bit about, I watched, I checked out your website and I watched the little videos and I checked out your Facebook page and I loved in the little video, you had kind of two scenarios of what your products, what your nutritional products are. And it was to help people who maybe haven't exercised for a while and they're just kind of trying to get back into things. And also for those who are, you know, we're not 20 forever. We, we age no. and, and our bodies change and the, the needs, we need some more nutrition in order to keep moving. Yeah. Let me, let me also start off by saying to this company and what I love, I took a real big, I don't want to say risk, but I say this in a couple of the podcasts. I was really the guinea pig of why this company started, right? I think going back to my trajectory in life is like a lot of ours, right? I graduated college at 21, 22 got a full-time job. Um, you know, I did, I got married, uh, early thirties, have two children. What I found out was once, you know, you have, you start getting married, start having a family. There was a period from that 25 to 35 where I didn't make fitness the priority. I mean, I still worked out. Don't get me wrong. But then at 35, what's crazy is I was like, I really was like, Oh my God, let me take fitness seriously. And also to let, let me say this, and, and I don't know if your audience can agree with this. I also will say this because when I started the 6am run journey during this journey, I hit, I'm 42 now We're we're almost four years old during this journey. I hit 40. I am very, I'm a sports guy. I love basketball, soccer. I love sports during, I always look at things like in a sports kind of aspect and, and mentality, right? What was crazy was when I hit 40, I, I was like, oh my God, this is like the second half of life. 
like I'm like the first half of life is over. Right. And I think in a game, first half of any game, you're kind of feeling out your opponent. You're seeing, can I win this game? Are they better than me? Am I better than that? Right. Once you get to the second half, you really focus on winning the game. Right. So when 40 hit, it really changed a lot for me in terms of how do I want to spend the next, you know, knock on wood, you know, we're all going to live to see that 75, 80 mark, right? On average. So it really changed my perspective on life when I hit 40. I don't like to call it a midlife crisis. It was more just um, a midlife kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, observation of, okay, where am I at now? Where do I want to be? And even when I left corporate America at 35, it was because I, I said to myself, I could keep this corporate job. When I pass away, my kids are going to say, daddy worked for a bank, right? Or I can go and we, my wife and I can really bet the farm. But when I pass away, my kids can say, daddy started a company that changed the lives of, you know, hopefully one day millions of runners. Oh, that's beautiful. Creating a legacy. And mm -hmm. you said you started with you. You were the guinea pig. But it mm -hmm. really gives you the opportunity to pay it forward, which is so yeah. beautiful. So now we've talking about we're talking about running and runners. What if you're not a runner? What if that's not your thing? Then can your oh, well, six a.m. help? Yeah, you asked. You asked about yeah. So oh, let me. Oh my god, I, I I think I veered off a lot. Let me ask. So the supplements itself, and I hate that word supplements, but obviously the FDA when you put certain ingredients together, it's classified as a supplement. We. We, we are a nutritional company is what we are. All of our ingredients are FDA approved ingredients. Let me also, I'm sorry, let me go back to your question. So again, you, your body does start to decline. Your body makes less and less amino acids. You need some energy. We use a green tea caffeine. You know, we put over 5,000 milligrams of amino acids in most of our formulas. You know, for people who don't like to eat broccoli and, you know, cauliflower every day, we have our super greens. So to your point, when you hit that 35, 40 mark, you really need to change your diet to get things that your body, you know, our kids can live sometimes. And I, I shouldn't say this, but my six-year-old, her go-to is a Happy Meal from McDonald's. I will admit, and once a week she gets it, you know, but she, she's six. She, her body can <laughs> handle that, I, I feel. Maybe I'm crazy and a nutritionist, I'm sure would kill me for saying that. But at 35, that, that, those, those nuggets and that eating that bad, it's, it, it goes, it doesn't go away as easier as it does for a six or my other daughter's 14. So our products we've designed to help you increase your energy. You talked about action and really we never, and I say this out loud, but one of the things people will know about our company, we never do weight loss claims or say our products will make you lose weight and get in shape. But I will say our products will make you feel better. The amino acids will help your muscles, will help your muscles recover faster. So more days out of the week, you can have that action. I'm sorry, I totally ignored the question about what the products do for our company and why I started that company. And the, yes, while we have this great community, the, the first thing and in the forefront of 6am run is the amazing um, ingredients we've put together that help people stay mobile. So, and I should say older people, I hate older, but it's, it's people over <laughs> 25, 30 years old. And if you're older, after you are past 25, then a lot of people listening are going to fit in that older category. It means basically you're older than a teenager and it's time yeah. to eat a few less happy meals and a few more veggies. And if you're struggling with that, isn't it wonderful that we have more than one right way to do things so that this having a, a supplement, having something in a, a powdered form is, is a way to get those things that our bodies need. 
Yeah. Oh my God. It's, it's so tough. My 14 year old does travel basketball and it's, it's a ridiculous strain on us every summer. There's, it's impossible, you know, for you to sometimes find the healthiest option when you're on the road. And especially when you have a child, a lot of, I'm sure your listeners are parents. When you have a child, the child says, I'm hungry. Your first priority is I've got to feed my child. Well, unfortunately, sometimes you're on the road, you've got five minutes before a game. I've got to get this Chick-fil-A. And I don't mean to name drop places and bash. I'm not bashing them. I've got to get this Chick-fil-A sandwich for my child. I've got to feed their hunger. Okay. Well, guess what? I got to eat too myself. I need something in my body as well. So what I always say to people, it's a, it's a, it's moderation, right? Um, even for myself, if I can do Monday through Friday of eating well, also the supplementation, getting the greens, getting the amino acids, putting everything right in my body, hopefully that Saturday afternoon of a fast food restaurant that I had to stop at, you know, or that was my only option at that moment is not going to be as bad. Isn't it wonderful? I'm so grateful that you brought this up, that we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to do something a hundred percent of the time. We can start with getting a little bit of movement and the more we move, the better, but it is okay if we miss a day or if we have a meal that is through the drive through we don't have to be a hundred percent. And I even love that you admitted that today's run hasn't happened yet. So, um, we don't have to be perfect. And I think that's so important when we're talking about any kind of self-improvement that people recognize that it is okay to be incremental. And what we really want is just start. I love how you even said it. You definitely took my words and articulated it a hundred percent better. It's one of the things I want to do as the founder of this company is to let people know, I think we hold ourselves to such high standards, you know, and it's not a bad thing. Right. And I do too. Um, but, you know, entrepreneurs, I've, I've listened to a lot of entrepreneurial podcasts and I don't want to say failure. I don't even like that word because I feel like failure is so final, but like not getting it done the right way one time, I think only should allow you to say, hey, let me take that instance, learn from it and make it better. You know what I mean? Absolutely. How those um, failures, if you want to call them, or obstacles can turn into our stepping stones and create a pathway to success. So even though things don't turn out perfect the first time, and, you know, I recently spoke to a a wonderful woman who lost 200 pounds and her beginning was, you know, can I walk, can I walk to the corner and back? And that was so, so, so hard for her. And she did it. And then she was able to go from there to, do you think I could maybe walk like around the neighborhood and come back? And she went from that place to a place of, 5Ks and 10Ks and half marathons and marathons and triathlons because that was something that mattered to her. And but oh I God. love yeah. I love that it's okay to start with can I walk can I walk to the corner and back? Can I do that? Yeah, no. Uh, it's it's 100% right. I'll also say this too and as you get older, I don't know if how many of your audience might know this like a funny story but I'll, I'll and it, it goes to a movie. Um I was watching around Christmas time, right? I feel like Christmas time you know, this is the example I'll use. We put so much pressure on ourselves. Um, so Christmas comes, you want to get the perfect gift for everyone. You want to host the perfect party for everyone. You want your kids to get everything they wanted, right? We try so hard to make Christmas perfect. I think sometimes we forget, but let me enjoy the time with my family. Let me, it, it just comes and Christmas, I hate that Christmas is only one day, for example, you know, we get one day off to kind of cram everything in. 
So it was funny. I was just, and I was watching and I got this like epiphany. I'm watching obviously National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. His whole thing during the course of that whole movie is I got it. I want Christmas to be perfect for my family. And I think you chase perfection, but I don't think perfection in life exists. There's nothing like what, what is perfect? What is it? Like, I don't know. Like, and I don't know that you find it. So I made it a point this year to try to really slow everything down. And I think the pandemic taught me that. And I was like, look, I'm going to enjoy if my wife is going to have the kids bake cookies one day. If I need a gift for someone, guess what? We'll just get it on Amazon. We'll figure it out. Right. Um, and I think that I had one of, in my personally, I had one of the best Christmas kind of months that I enjoyed because I wasn't so worried about it being perfect. And it was no different than any other year before, except I really was able to, in my mind, slow things down and make that month of December enjoyable. Isn't that fascinating how we think that this perfect scenario is going to come when our circumstances are perfect and then we're going to feel whatever it is we think we're going to feel. But the real change came when you had a change of attitude from the inside and then all of a sudden everything was joyful. What a beautiful thing. Like nothing, the same problems that happen every year happened every year. Somebody didn't like something. Uh, some, some in-law didn't like something. Like the same situations <laughs> are going to happen, but that's the attitude I went in with. And I, at least for myself, I had, cause I wanted, it's crazy to say, I wanted to get back to when you're a kid and you enjoy it. And I feel like when you're a kid, you don't have expectations of the family members going to do this, whose house I got to get to, who's, you know what I mean? So I went back to kind of trying to get myself back to that. How did I treat Christmas when I was a child? And I treated it the same this year. Oh, that is lovely that you were able to have a beautiful Christmas. That's wonderful. Well, do you have anything that you want to make sure that we include before we wrap it up? I want to thank you so much for having me, you know, on. I think, like I said, what you're doing is amazing. Keep doing it. I think that these, these, these type of platforms, you know, only thing I'll say is people need to kind of find things that that are tangible to inspire themselves. I think a lot of your audience, my audience, we've all heard the same things over and over, but you know, some of the keys to, to change and things like that are changing your lifestyle, actual tangible tasks, um, and, and just use, find out people, search out people who can offer those nuggets of advice. And I think you'll, you know, those kind of mentorship advices. And, and last thing, what I've learned, um, the only piece of advice I'd give anyone is, you know, just always remember whatever you're going through at the moment. Two things. One, it's not forever. A lot of circumstances are not forever. And two, someone's either gone through it or had it worse. And there's always someone you can turn to and talk to and figure it out. Um, I'll just end like 6 a.m. run. Many nights when the company first started, I didn't know if I could pay my mortgage. I didn't know if, uh, you know, I could pay my electrical bill. Um, but, you know, I, I, I still believed and I still figured it out. I sought advice. Um, so don't be shy to look for answers. That's all sometimes you got to do. That's just my last piece of Hami advice I'd, I'd love to offer anyone listening and, and anyone that, you know, has any, you know, any interest in us. Obviously, we're easy to find. Six, uh, you just Google 6 a.m. run and, you know, knock on wood, we've in the past four years now kind of. Anything you look up 6 a.m. run, you should find us very easily, all of us and myself personally included. That is awesome. Well, thank you for some homie wisdom. No, thank you so much for having me, Linda. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Thank you. 
In closing, I'd like to share a quote by Susan Husband. She said, Running is not just for those who are fit and healthy and strong. Running is a life breath for those who struggle with physical and mental illness, self-doubt, loss, anger, regret, and other unspeakable pains. Why? Because running has the power to heal, to bring perspective, to instill confidence, to restore sanity, and to make us believers again. This is why I run. If you'd like a little more healing perspective, confidence, and sanity in your life, I invite you to try running. See you next time on Linda's Corner. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Linda's Corner, please share and subscribe to help us reach new listeners. I also invite you to check out my nonprofit, Hope for Healing, at the website hopeforhealingfoundation.org for free ebooks and other free resources to help increase happiness, build confidence and self-esteem, strengthen relationships, manage stress, and calm feelings of depression and anxiety. I also invite you to grab a copy of one of my books, like Crushed, A Journey Through Depression, or Amazon bestseller, You Got This, an action plan to calm fear, anxiety, worry, and stress. See you next time on Linda's Corner.